This is Scott. This is Rebecca. Welcome to Hardy Party of Five and a Half. It's kind of like a variety show. That's right. A smile for your ears. So keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and let's see where this roller coaster takes us. just a few short days people from all over the world all over will be celebrating the incoming 2022 crazy we are all excited about the new year i mean we all kind of thought going into 2021 things were going to be like different but now yeah. here we're going into 2022 and I things got, are going to be different right things are going to be different i got big hopes for 2022 but what's the meme that's going around? It says 20... 22, as in T-O-O, -O, as in also. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen. I am thinking better things. <laughs> and people all over the world are thinking better things, too. And we have come up with our top 10 things that people do all over the world. You're going to think it's so cool. And some of these are a little creepy, and some of these are a little crazy. Some I should be in a horror movie. Some should be in a horror yeah. movie. Some we might adopt in our own family. I have one in particular that I'm going to say should be part really? of Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do I need to guess which one that is as we get to it? I think you should know Okay. when we get there. Yeah. I do think you'll guess. But we've s scoured the annals of time. Scoured. Or the internet. Sco I don't. And scoured. Yes, we scoured. And we found lots and lots of New Year's traditions. We have broken it down to the top ten. Our top ten. It was a top secret meeting. Yes, it was. We <laughs> really went through. I mean, we went through probably about 200 different things. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here yeah. so here is our top 10 you have 10 right you have number 10 i have number 10 are you ready to go let's do it our top 10 new year's eve tradition traditions based on hardy party of five and a half's <laughs> judgment okay are you ready for number 10 Oh, I'm ready for okay. number 10. I thought you were asking the listening audience. They're oh, not going to respond. They can't really respond to me now. We're not on a Instagram live or anything. Okay, where's number 10 from? What country? Estonia. Estonia? Which Wait, is somewhere in Europe. Where is that? Okay. Europe, Eastern Europe is my guess. Okay. I feel like toward the Russia side, kind of in there. Okay. This reminds me of what we've been doing all week. What's and that? that's eating. <laughs> between Thanksgiving, actually the whole month, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we've done a lot of eating. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is with Jake in town, we don't have as many leftovers. Right. So that's been better on and our figures. And this is a common thread throughout all families and every house, probably a lot of eating. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in Estonia, do you know how many times they eat? How many times? The people there believe that eating seven, nine, or 12 meals in a day will bring about good things in the year to come. First of all, I need to clarify. I need a definition of a meal. <laughs> so well, I'm just assuming, like not a Jake meal. Meat, vegetable, potato, bread, dessert. I would imagine they don't eat as much meat as we do, which is okay. pretty filling. Okay. I would assume they have a little less meat than here More than vegetables. we do in America. Yeah. Okay. So it's considered lucky throughout the country to eat this much. And those are the lucky numbers, 7, 9, or 12. Okay. So if you do any other numbers, you're running out of luck. You're running so out. So you've got to do 
Jake could probably do 12 meals. Jake could. Yes, he can. Um, and don't worry if you don't finish your food. Your leftovers go to your dead ancestors. So you leave that out for your ancestors. So they'll have something to eat. How do they know <laughs> that their ancestors are eating the food off the, the plate? I don't know. I feel like everything's biodegradable. So eventually everything will go away if it's natural. Happy Meals are not biodegradable. Have you no, seen a picture not. of those years later? You mm. never know how long this food is going to be sitting on your counter. You better just eat all your meals. Have all your good luck. So in Estonia, the more you eat, the better luck you have for the next year. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> and number nine. Number nine. Okay, number nine is from Greece. I don't want to do this one. You don't want this to do this one? This is not the okay. one that I want to adopt. I'm okay. saying it now. Hanging onions. Oh, I can't say onions. Why did I Why'd get this one? Why'd you take this one? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Red onions hanging from a green door. So you have to paint your door green? I guess so. Okay. No, this New Year's Eve tradition has nothing to do with vampires. Rather, the Greeks believe that onions are a symbol of rebirth. So they hang the pungent vegetable on their doors in order to promote growth throughout the new year. Greek culture has long associated this food with the idea of development, seeing as all the odious onions ever seemingly want is to plant its, plant its roots and keep growing. And onions are like traditionally like one of the easier things to grow. Yeah. So I guess it has, it has a root and it has a... Like extended. it's growing for the next year. You're going to have so. growth in the next year. So, yeah, but I if I don't want to see any onions hanging outside our door. Onions? Onions. Yes. I've never been able to say that word. Well, your mom says it with a G, and Jake also says it with a G. Yeah. But I think it's wonderful. <laughs> so you don't want to do the onions hanging outside the door? Nope. Okay. There's a lot of other things. I mean, I could think of other things to hang outside the door, like flowers. Yeah. But not onions. So okay. this is a no-go for us, but happy for people in Greece. <laughs> okay. Are we <laughs> ready right. for number eight? Number eight. Number eight comes to us from Denmark, and it has to do with broken plates. In Denmark, people take pride in the number of broken dishes outside of their door by the end of New Year's Eve because it's tradition <laughs> to throw china at your friends' and neighbors' front doors on New Year's Eve. Some say it, it's a means of leaving any aggression and ill will behind before the new year begins. And it's said that the bigger your pile is, the more luck you're going to have in the coming year. So basically, vandalism is a green light in Denmark. I would be so upset if people were throwing plates at my door. All what a mess. Home. Having to clean it up? Yeah. The noise? The ruckus? I don't but, get it. But at the same time, you want a lot of plates because you want to feel like you're popular, right? I guess so. But at the same time, you don't have right. to clean it up. Well, you'd be upset if you didn't have plates. You'd be like, nobody likes me. I know. And so, yeah, you want a lot of plates, and then who's going to clean all that up? I feel like the people that throw them should come back and clean it up. Absolutely. And that would be the best But of that worlds. would keep us from going to anybody else's house and throwing plates, because I don't want to go wanna clean it up. drive around all these neighborhoods and clean up plates. I guess that would end the whole tradition. <laughs> Here's what I find interesting about all these traditions, and you're, and we're going to find as we go along, a lot of them have to do with doorways and yeah. entries into homes. I think that's so fascinating. I wonder, like, why? Like, like maybe the doorway into the next year, maybe? Yeah, and then even, in, I guess, a lot of them have to do with health and wealth and personal health and wealth, so maybe, like, into your home, your personal yeah. space. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Okay, are we, are we ready for number seven? Number seven. 
Number seven is from Russia. This one's really Russia. cool. Okay. Planting under, underwater trees. So okay. for the past 25 years or so, it has been a Russian holiday tradition for two divers aptly named Father Frost and Ice Maiden, which sounds like a rock band, <laughs> to feature uh, to venture into a frozen lake, Bacal, the world's largest freshwater lake. Did you know the world's largest freshwater lake was in Russia? I did not. I do now. And take a New Year tree, typically a decorated spruce, more than 100 feet below surface. Let's just picture that. Two people diving with a tree. Yes. That would be very difficult. In ice cold water, probably. Yeah. yeah. Though the temperatures are normally well below freezing in Russia on New Year's Eve, people travel all over the world to partake in this. I cannot even imagine, first of all, being so cold. Second of all, trying... Okay, don't you think a tree would... I mean, you see logs floating on yeah. water. Don't you think it would be somewhat buoyant? I don't know. It depends. Maybe they wedge it in there somewhere at the bottom. Yeah. So they're going to plant it in the ocean, in the water, not the ocean, in the freshwater lake. It seems like it would be pulling you back deep. up to the top. They must be putting it in place somehow. We need to go to Russia and see this happen. Listen, if I'm doing Bucket this, list. if I'm doing this, there are some bricks involved in this tree. <laughs> I'm wrapping this, <laughs> wrapping this tree this up. This is a very gangster thing we're talking about. <laughs> cement this tree blocks. Up with some, with well, then that way you don't have to even go block. down. You just throw it over the side. Yeah, and yeah. it goes down. And then I'll have a little tracer on it, a little beep 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 beep. Yeah. And when I am ready, I will dive in, find the tree, and make sure it's there. Yeah. And it's located at the bottom at least 100 feet, and then I'm out. Okay. These people got this all wrong. <laughs> so this is not the one we would do. This is a logistical nightmare. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is not how Rebecca would roll. And you have to get wet. No. So none of that works for you. None of it. Okay. I'm, I'm proud of them, though. All right. Are you okay. ready to do number six? Number six. This one comes from the Netherlands. I was just in Denmark. Now I'm in the Netherlands. And this one is kind of odd. Okay. <laughs> this is ancient Germanic tribes would eat pieces of deep fried dough during the Yule time, Christmas time. I'm on board with that. Okay. Deep fried dough. Sounds it was like a to donut. a Germanic goddess who is known as the belly slitter. So here's where the horror movie comes in. Yeah. And what this goddess would do is try to cut their stomachs open and fill them with trash. A punishment for those who hadn't sufficiently partaken in Yuletide cheer. So if you hadn't been active enough in Christmas parties, I guess she tries to cut you open and stuff you with trash. So you got a party or you're trash. That's right. <laughs> or you party and you get trashed, but you don't get trashed. Does that make sense? What? Yeah. Why, who comes up with this? This didn't actually happen to anybody, I'm assuming. So I hope not. Yeah, so where... My okay. gosh, okay. this needs to be a Netflix movie. <laughs> so the fat from the dough would cause her sword to slide off so she couldn't open up your stomach and put the trash in. So if you'd had enough of these, then you weren't going to get trash. Right, so basically you have to be a glutton to make sure that she doesn't slice you open. Okay. Um... And these are enjoyed on New Year's Eve. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a Dutch food vendor in the winter months who's not selling this. Because everybody wants to make sure they don't get their bellies cut open. 
I feel like I'm pretty safe from this woman because I like a good donut. But babe, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, donuts aren't my favorite. You, like I'll bite, right. I bite into them you're and they're good down. for a second. You're going down. And then just the greasy film and Which the sugary film. Which is what you film. need to slice that knife right through. I guess so. That's why they do that. So you, you are in trouble. With I am this not one. going to the Netherlands during the new year. <laughs> Steer clear. <laughs> yes. Wow, that uh, one's bizarro. So that's not the one we would use. Nope. Have we have we done the one that we we use yet? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. So are you ready nope. for number five? I'm ready. All right, number five. I'm still in Russia. These people are weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think we have anybody that listens from Russia? I don't know. They probably don't anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> okay, Russia. They drink ashes. Okay, don't get too wigged out just yet mm. before you get too grossed out. Rest assured that Russians are not consuming human ashes. Well, good. Okay, or any sort of thing like that. Rather, a, in Russian culture and New Year's Eve tradition, or for folks to write their wishes down on a piece of paper, then burn them with a candle and drink the subsequent ashes in a glass of champagne. So you are drinking burnt paper. Yeah. Which is better than human ashes. So why are they doing that? I don't know. They must have to drink this champagne before they jump in this lake. (laughs) (laughs) So they're feeling no pain. So they're feeling no pain. Yeah. So maybe the paper is like you're burning off all the old bad stuff from the previous year. They write down their wishes on a piece of paper, not old stuff. Oh, the wishes. Their wishes. I guess it's like they don't want people to... But then they're burning them up. I guess it's maybe a, they're ingesting their wishes so they'll come true. Oh, Ooh, wow, that's wow. that's kind of deep. That's gross. <laughs> Let's see, how could we ingest our wishes? I don't know. This sounds weird. I think I'd just rather like think about them. Yeah. Maybe write down them in a journal, like some. Maybe have some goal setting. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot better ways. Not to go really about drink this. paper. I'm not gonna drink paper. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, all right, number okay, four. Okay, we're at number four. Okay, we are journeying to the Mediterranean now. We are in Italy. Bucket list, love to go there. Okay, I like this one. I'm trying to think if I, yes, I do have a pair of these. So I'm good to go. You do? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> we're going to have to work on that. Okay, Italians have a tradition of wearing red underwear. To ring in the new year. That is so cute. Yeah. I don't know How why do you know people, if you have them on, though? I don't know Do they why. wear them on the outside? Hmm. Probably mm. not. In <laughs> Italian do culture... Do not Google that. <laughs> in Italian culture, the color red is associated with fertility. So people wear it under their clothes. Oh, it wear it under their clothes. That's good. I'm glad they specified that. <laughs> in hopes that it will help them conceive in the during the coming year. Interesting. So red underwear. Yeah. Guess you're gonna have to wear your red underwear. This doesn't sound very scientific. Yeah. Do you think? No. But it's worth a try. But you know, that's another thing I noticed. Like a lot of these, when we were researching on our top 200, um, <laughs> yeah. a lot of them had days the and days of research. The doorway situation happening, like what yeah. you're throwing on your door, or hanging at your door, or whatever. And then a lot, and the most of them, a fair share of them had to do with fertility. Yeah. So that was one that we picked that we thought was the weirdest. Like fertility and good luck are the main yeah. things we're going for here. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And to forget about the past. All right. Okay, are we ready for number three? Number three. Okay, number three. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Scotland. 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 My hometown. Okay. Is it? What's where my ancestors are from? Okay. Hardy, 
H A R D I E, <laughs> which puts me north, and the Y's are in England down below. What? I'm pretty sure that has, that's how it works. For real? I think if you're H A R D Y, you're English. And if you're H A R D I E, it's Scottish. That's what I'm going with. How am I just now knowing this? And then on your side, you have Keim, which is German. Yes. And then you have Smith, which is, which is English. Yes. And then on my grandmother's side, I have Barber, so that's English. So we're Scottish, English, and German. <laughs> Look at us. Very European. I just learned we're Northern Scotland. Yeah. Okay. In Scotland, the day before January 1st is so important that there's even an official name for it. It's called Hogamony. Hogamony. On this day, the Scottish observe many traditions, but easily one of their most famous is first footing. According to Scottish beliefs, the first person who crosses through the threshold of your house after midnight on New Year's Day should be a dark-haired male if you wish to have any good luck in the coming year. Traditionally, these men come bearing gifts of coal, salt, shortbread, and whiskey, all of which further contribute to the idea of having good fortune. But why dark-haired men? Why? That's what I'm wondering. Well, back when Scotland was being invaded by the Vikings, the last thing you wanted to see at your doorstep was a light-haired man oh. bearing a giant axe. So yeah. today, the opposite, a dark-haired man, symbolizes opulence and success. Okay. This is the one we're adopting. <laughs> what? At midnight, you're going to have to step outside. Okay. You're and a dark-haired man. And bring some whiskey and some bread? Don't bring whiskey, but okay. maybe some salt and some shortbread. Okay. I can get on board with that. Okay. You probably want to bring some donuts because we might want to eat those. <laughs> I'm not eating the donuts. crazy woman end up showing I'm up. not eating donuts. <laughs> the donuts are from the Germany, so. I know. I'm just trying go. to put them all together. Oh. Um, Let's see. At this point, you're going to have to step over broken glass, past the onions, with the whiskey, <laughs> coal, and shortbread. In my tight red underwear. <laughs> in your tight red <laughs> underwear, carrying your dough, your, yeah. your and donuts, salt. and your salt. Why to, do I have dough and salt? I or, don't know. What are we making? Pretzels? This is after, of course, you you dove down into a frozen lake with a tree. Yeah, I planted my tree in yeah. the lake. And then once you get inside the house, we're going to have to drink some ashes. <laughs> I've got a lot to do. <laughs> but this brings me back to Vikings. Because if you've, if you've been listening, you've heard that I've had hand surgery lately. Mm -hmm. And it was called Vikings disease. So again, the Vikings are after us. They are after us. Because when they pillaged Europe and all the other areas, mm -hmm. they left this genetic disorder that causes, like, nodes, I guess, on yeah. the skin. So here the Vikings are again. They were in northern your, Scotland. Yeah, in your New Year's Eve, and they're coming through the door with their axe, and you don't want that to happen. Don't want that to happen. So no offense to any Vikings out there. <laughs> I don't think there's any left. There's some Nordic people. We love Nordic people. Love Nordic people. But the Vikings, they cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> for <So>. sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, are so we ready for, we're ready for number, number two? two. Okay, number two comes to us from Ecuador. We're going down South America. <laughs> I feel like a radio DJ all of a sudden. <laughs> Good morning. Um, in Ecuador, New Year's Eve are lit up. They are lit. They are lit? Lit, literally. That's what the young people say. That's right. <laughs> By bonfires. Well, they've probably changed it now that we've been using it. They don't mm, use they lit don't anymore. Use anymore yeah. mm -hmm. Well, they have bonfires in Ecuador. 
Okay. At the center of each of these bonfires are effigies or scarecrows that most often represent politicians, pop culture icons, and other figures, popular figures from the year. These burnings um, of the old year, as they're called, are held at the end of every year to cleanse the world of all the bad from the past 12 months and make ready for more good to come. Listen, we're scrapping all the rest of this, and all we're going to do is burn some scarecrows we're burning some effigies. politician and pop culture names oh, wow. on them. We're doing it. Is this, are we feeding into, into uh, cancel culture if we do that, though? What, or is this getting, just symbolic? We're just doing this in our backyard. People don't need to know what's happening. <laughs> what? We're just doing it in our backyard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wait, wait. We're wait. not really doing this, guys. I'm totally, n we're not doing this because okay. basically I want to see you in the red underwear coming through the door. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this got weirder. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, to clear our palettes for just a second. Okay. What, there was, I want to talk about like maybe a thing or two that we've done. Okay. To kind of cleanse our mental palates from me coming in with red <laughs> underwear. You're not getting out of that, by the way. <laughs> but okay, so one of the fun things that I remember that we did with our kids, which I thought was so fun, we came up with like, I don't know, it was like five or six things. Yeah. And we blew up balloons and we put it on little pieces of paper. And we put the little piece of paper in the balloon, blew up the balloon, and then we had the balloons in the house. And every hour, on the hour, counting down, and by the way, when you live where we live, New York, the New York We're ball in the Midwest in drops Texas. at 11 p.m. That's right. And so you could always put your kids to bed and then actually celebrate the new year with just adults. A little earlier. Or just go to bed. Or just go to bed. Yeah. Um, anyway. They don't, your kids know nothing about time zones. They don't. Most adults don't either. <laughs> right. <That's me>. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm terrible at times. Okay, so we filled the balloons. But I just realized that I'm going to be able to remember that because we've always done the 11 o'clock ball drop, and I'm that's oh, yeah. going to help me know what time it is in New York. I know. Okay, forever I've changed. Okay. So if it's 3 o'clock here, what time is it in New York right now? It's 3 p.m. here. 2. Woo, yeah. See? See how much? See, that Very has good. already helped me. I know. Look at that. So... We would fill the balloons with fill the balloons yes. with with things like one of them I remember said bake cookies. One of them was mm -hmm. make balloon animals. We actually got the little balloon things, and so one you know we had all different kinds of things. Um, and at you know a certain time every hour on the hour we'd pop a balloon. They'd pick up the piece of paper, open it, and that's what we would do for the next hour. So play a board game or whatever. It just locked you in for one hour of time, so you yeah. weren't just like bouncing around kind of. Just sitting there. Right. And yeah. also it keeps you from being from being like, Oh, we've played this for five minutes, let's do something else and then all of a sudden you're just like trying to find things to do till eleven PM. Yeah. So this kinda kept us a little more focused on we're gonna do this activity for an hour, which really isn't that long, but it is can be kinda long when your children are little. Well, I just came up with an idea. It uh, may or may not work. What if you recorded the previous years and you like turned it on at nine? And you just count it down and hope the kids don't notice that it was the year before. Yeah, won't they be announcing what year it is? Yeah, that's that may be a problem of plan. I mean, not everybody can edit like you, babe. <laughs> You'll be editing it out. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Okay, so now we're taking orders. <laughs> if you would like an edited film from the years past, Scott already can do that for a mere $200. <laughs> that's right. So you can get to bed early on New Year's Eve. <laughs> 
How important is sleep to you, <laughs> listeners? I like this. It's a very soft sell. Money-making soft sell. Oh, goodness. Okay, Rebecca, we have gone from 10. We are now to number two. No, we, we're number one. I know. We've gotten to number two. Now oh. we're about to unveil number one. Unveil number one. Are you ready for number one? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Here's the number one New Year's tradition in the entire world. What is it, Rebecca? Okay. The number one New Year's Eve tradition is, of course, in the United States, in New York City, where the ball drops. Oh. I mean, that's such a Times big Square. deal. In Times Square. Sweet. So each year, millions of USA, eyes from all over. USA. USA. You. I'm talking. I'm sorry. Each year, millions of eyes from all over the world are focused on that sparkling Waterford crystal ball. It's in Times Square um, at 11.59 p.m. The ball begins to descend as millions of voices unite to count down the final seconds of the new year and celebrate the beginning of a year, a new year of hopes, full of hopes and challenges and changes. And like the countdown is representative of that. So fun facts about this ball. What do you got? The ball, obviously, is a ball. It's a sphere. It's, it's 12 feet in diameter. I actually feet. would have thought it was bigger. You would think so. It looks bigger on TV, doesn't it? Right? Okay. So 12 feet is a little over, like, if you thought of a basketball goal height, it's two feet above that. So maybe the top of the backboard. Right. From the ground. Or grain. if I sit on your shoulders. Yeah. We're both about. Do you want to try that? No. no okay. Maybe you should sit on my shoulders. Um <laughs> I've had more of those dough balls than you have. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. The ball weighs 11,875 pounds. The ball How is much? 11,875 pounds. That's a lot of dough balls. That is a lot of dough balls. The ball is covered with a total of 2,688 Waterford crystal triangles that vary in size and range. And the ball is illuminated by uh, 32,256 LED lights. Each LED module contains 48 LED lights, 12 red, 12 blue, 12 green, and 12 white. For a total of 8,064 of each color, the ball is capable of displaying a palette of more than 6 million vibrant colors and billions of patterns. I mean, it's just like this amazing kaleidoscope. Yeah, a kaleidoscope. Yeah, isn't that so cool? And it is a top of, this says one times square. Is that the address? Maybe so. I mean, it's capitalized. Yeah. One times square. I know. I, we've been there several times. I didn't know that was the address. We, you are going in April and I need you to find this out. I'm going in April and I'm going to see my man crush. Another of my man crushes. Yes. We talk about your man crush often on this podcast. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, he, his name is not <laughs> Eric, like the last two. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Hugh Jackman. I'm going to see The Music Man, which is like my top five movie. Might be my top movie. It's right up there. It's definitely my top movie musical. Right. And Rebecca got that for Christmas. I'm going with one of my good friends, David Elsie. That's right. Who's never been to New York and doesn't really care about the theater, but he's excited about going to New York with me. So, and you got a seat where I might be able to see Hugh Jackman smile. I know. The big Whoa. Guy. I know, it's a pretty big deal. You're going to come home singing. <laughs> oh, I could sing it all right now, but we don't want to do that. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Scott likes to listen to the Music Man tra- soundtrack in the I car. Do. Nobody else really likes it, but they listen to me listen to Wicked sometimes and Phantom and other stuff like that. So we put up with it. So this is big time. There's a song in that musical called Shapoopy. Shapoopy. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that. Okay, my, that's not my favorite song. It's Buddy Hackett sings it in the movie, and I think he sang it in the original Broadway show. I don't, that's not, I usually skip that one. If I'm, yeah, I do. It's not my favorite. But I think in the new musical, they have like a dance routine with it, so I think it's going to make it a little more palatable. But yeah, that song is kind of weird to me. But I love the Robert Preston movie. I know Matthew Broderick did a remake. He did. He did a remake in maybe late 1990s, oh, early 2000s. That. But it was nothing like Robert Preston. Yeah, I didn't know that. So if you can't have Robert Preston, the next best thing is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> For sure. So I'm very excited about that. Hugh okay. Jackman is so versatile. He really is. You I think mean, of him as Wolverine, so which is that's how he became uber popular was Wolverine. But then Jean Valjean and Les Mis. I know. Well, he did. And then the Greatest Showman. He and did. I mean, he did Broadway way before he did Wolverine. See, like he grew up being yeah. a singer. That is, he's a, he's really really talented. And you just don't think about it because he's known as Wolverine. Yeah. So. We're tagging him in this podcast. <laughs> that's right, I mean, Hugh. He's going to be our next guest. That's right. If you'd like to comment on this, <laughs> we could hang out after the show. I'll take you out to dinner. My treat. Mm, okay. Yep. It's going to be great. McDonald's. <laughs> do they have Chick-fil-A in Times Square now? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe they do. I, um, I know there's that Texas. There used to be in Times Square, there was a place called Texas. Like it was supposed to be Texan food. Do you remember really? that? Really? No. We went in there once. That's funny. And it was not very Texan. <laughs> don't, let them, don't let them fool you. That's funny. Okay. Okay. What's the history? So I have some history, of course, of the New Year's Eve ball. Okay. The they started celebrating New Year's Eve in Times Square as early as 1904, um, but it wasn't until 1907 that they started dropping a New Year's Eve ball, um, and it was atop the flagpole on one Times Square. Hmm. And seven versions of the ball have been designed to signal the New Year. The first New Year's Eve ball was made of iron and wood, and it was it had 125 watt light bulbs. It was five feet in diameter, and it weighed 700 pounds. Wow. So the first one in 1907, a little bit smaller than what we have now. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was built by a young immigrant metal worker named Jacob Starr. Not near as shiny either. And he was responsible for lowering the first ball Hmm. in 1907. Um they did that since 1907, except for they didn't do it in 1942 and 1943 mm-hmm. because we were in World War II. And it was actually because they dimmed the city. To ration energy and electricity, they would dim the city huh. during those years. I didn't know that. So it was basically energy rationing. So they didn't have the ball, but people still showed up in Times Square to party. Huh. Um, and, I, you know, I just I go back and forth if I really want to do this. Do you want to be in Times Square on New Year's Eve one time with millions of people? Just, I mean, you probably have to get there eight or ten hours early. I think I do want to do it. I just talked myself into it. Just to say you did it once, right? I don't know. I don't do know. Mean? It's not like one of us could go and then you could save a spot and then I come later? No? Well, how are you going to get through that crowd? <laughs> Wait, you want me to save the spot? I've seen if you caught that. <laughs> No, maybe you can talk David into saving the spot. Yeah, we'll we'll do that at New Year's Eve. I I don't I don't know. I don't really have a huge desire to do this. 
I think I do once, but I don't think I'll enjoy it. Okay. I don't know. Just there is something I, I want to do. I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. So I'm going to go kind of through the progression of the balls. In 1920, the ball was now 400 pounds, and it was made of entirely... Well, smaller. The first one was 700. I know, but it was made. It was bigger, but it was not as heavy because they made it out of wrought iron. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that sounds heavy. So in 1955, the iron ball was replaced with aluminum, and it only weighed 150 pounds. That sounds lighter. Yeah, that is lighter. Mm -hmm. From 400 pounds to 150. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the um, aluminum ball remained unchanged until the 80s. When red light bulbs and an addition of a green stem converted the ball into an apple for I Love New York. So it started looking like an apple. Okay. And that went from like 81 to 88 as they were having the apple. Then after those seven years, the traditional glowing white ball, white ball with white light bulbs and without the green stem returned. In 1995, the ball was upgraded with aluminum skin, rhinestones, strobes, and computer controls. But the aluminum ball was lowered for the last time in 1988. Oh. And it was for Times Square in 2000 that we got the current... So we probably saw that ball. What do you mean? In 1988. In 1988, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't really remember. I actually don't can't think of a time where I thought, the ball looks different now. I can. I kind of remember that. Okay. But in 2000, for the, of course, the change of the century... Mm-hmm. That's when we got the crystal ball that we have now. Okay. Do you remember the year 2000? Yes. We're going 20 years ago. 20, oh gosh, 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. I was eight years old. And I wasn't eight years old. Mm. We were married in the year 2000. <laughs> um, how old I, I was 30, I believe. Mm -hmm. And do you remember how we were, I remember sitting on our well, it wasn't the year 2000, it was 1999. It was 99 to 2000. Right. Like 1999. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting, I think we were at Leah Giddings' house. Oh, wow. And we were sitting on the ground there on their floor in the living room. And we were also petrified that the world was going to end. Yeah. Because all the computers were supposed to be, were supposed to go kaplooey because they weren't ready to switch over to that year. Yeah. But I think, if I recall, a bunch of the corporations and stuff like for a couple of years before that they were working on all their computers to make sure they were ready to well, they didn't tell us over. that because all of america media. was like yeah Bye. we were still like oh is this gonna is this the end of everything that's what we addressed drew as for halloween was a y2k bug in 2000 we did no in 1999 it was in 1999 mm -hmm. we were just laughing at fate weren't we we were <laughs> he was cute though. He was cute. Didn't we dress him up as a basketball one year too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Dream. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Okay, here's something else about this this ball that drops. The actual yeah. notion of the ball dropping to signal the passage of time dates back long before New Year's Eve was ever celebrated in Times Square. The first time ball was installed atop of England's Royal Observatory in 1833. Okay. A long time ago. Yeah. This ball would drop at 1 o'clock every afternoon. Every afternoon. Okay. Allowing the captains of nearby ships to precisely set their chronometers, which is like a navigational instrument, and so they could, you know, know exactly what time it is. Yeah. Around 150 public time balls are believed to have been installed around the world after the success 
after that success in England, though few survive and still work. This is where you come in. I'm going to need you to research where are the surviving time balls and where are they located? <laughs> and we need to go see them. So I see like a book happening here, Time Balls, The time Search balls. for Time Balls. <laughs> One man. The search continues. 150 balls. No, there's not 150. Well, there were. few survive and few still survived. work. The tradition is carried on today in places like the United States National Observatory in New York in uh, D.C. One man <laughs> and a few time this balls. This time ball in New York, D.C., it, des it, um, it, it descends from a flagpole at noon each day. Each day? Each day. Okay, to mark the end of the day, I guess. I guess so. Okay. And, of course, once a year at Times Square where it marks the stroke of midnight. There's already two down for you. This can't be that Okay, long. so there's a few left. So There's a few left. To me, a few is three, so there's one more somewhere. <laughs> Isn't a few three and, like, a couple is two? A couple is two. I don't know. What do you a think a few is? is I've always thought a few is three. I would say a few is, like, between, is less than ten. What is several, then? Than if you say, oh, there's several of these. What would you say More then? Ten to twenty. Ten to twenty. Yeah. What about a bunch? Man, there's a bunch of these. What would that be? Fifteen to twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making this up is, things. Oh, I thought this was very accurate. This sounded no, precise to me. No, not accurate at all. There's a ton. If I said there's a ton, how many are there? There's a ton. That's one thousand. One thousand. There's a thousand of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, what's so a few? Three it. to five. Yeah. No. Three to, three to nine. Three to nine. So there's a potentially, we found two. Yes. So I potentially need to find seven more. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So you have a job to do in the yeah. coming year, and I want to know where all these time balls are. So by next New Year's Eve, the I need The working ones. The working ones. The working time balls mm -hmm. throughout the world. So we already have our New Year's episode for next year. Basically. And I have a year to work on it. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. I can do this. I'd like you to splice in the real live video of each time ball dropping, please. Okay, really? <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to do a lot of traveling. Yes. You're so good at all the editing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are we going to do this year for New Year's? What's your plan oh, this, this year? year? Oh, We're going to yeah. go to Rogers, Arkansas. Rogers, Arkansas. Right, which isn't probably your traditional place to spend New Year's Eve. Yeah. But we rented a little house there, and... Um, I wanted to go see this musical in Branson a while back, and I took you on the whim, remember? I said, we're going, yes, and I didn't tell you surprise where. surprise trip. Yeah, I didn't tell you where we were going. So we drove to Branson one night, like a Friday, and we went to the show the next day and drove back. It's seven, it's seven plus hours. Yes, it was quite a haul. But you would do it again right now, wouldn't you? Because it was so good. I would. I would stay a couple extra days then. The show was amazing. It's 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 called, it's Jesus. called Jesus. It's at the Sights and Sounds Theater. It is phenomenal. And I said after we saw it, I want anybody, I want our whole family to go see it. So we've rented a house. There's ten of us going. So it's our five. Uh, Kate will be there. That's Jake's girlfriend. girlfriend. And we're in Rogers because that's where Kate's from. That's where from. Kate's from. Yes. Uh, so we're going to stay kind of close to their family. And then um, Emily, who's the who's the half of Party of Party of Five and a Half. A very big half. Mm -hmm. Tall don't, half. Don't be full. What? No. Big, oh, in, yeah. big in personality. Yes. Not, big in stature. Yes. And then Joey, her husband. And then my parents are going to go. So yeah. it's always fun going with my parents because I can basically say, hey, we'll pay for the place if you will plan the meals. But I enjoy cooking and planning meals, but it's just nice that they take over that time when we hang out and they, they 
get it all taken care of. My dad was a little frustrated with online shopping the other day. He was having a little situation with. You were trying to talk Instacart with him. Some of it is some of his supply demand, like supply yeah, chain things aren't necessarily available right now. So you know you don't know if you're planning on having guac and you can't get avocados. Well, then you might not want the cilantro with a lime. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it, it trickles down to the rest of your grocery list. I yeah. totally get it. It's a problem. And you kind of don't know what's going to be available. If you set a time to order, you don't know it's going to be there. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing right now. A lot of things are saying they're out of stock, but I said that's because it might be before Christmas. And, you know, right after Christmas, they might restock. And, I mean, you just never know. I, thought, I mean, some people just would still get out of the car and walk in the store, but that is so old school. <laughs> you just want things on your doorstep. That is Just like all these New Year's <laughs> traditions. That is how I prefer it. I thought it was funny. I can't remember who I was talking to, but we were talking about Branson. We were talking about the Jesus show. Mm-hmm. And someone compared it to the signs. I believe it was the she. And what? She, the signs, like the poster, the billboards. Oh, okay. She said, that's the only billboard that doesn't look like you need disinfectant to go oh. into <laughs> in Branson. Yes. So, funny. and honestly, we haven't. We just drove through Branson the last time we were there. It was it was nicer and better than I thought it would it be. It was nicer at night than when the sun came up. Yeah. But it looked a little different. But there's, but there's, there's beautiful, honestly, pl- there's beautiful countryside yes, around it. Yes, there are people that say the show's there. And the, the shows are pretty squeaky clean. Like, you can yeah. take anybody to all the shows. I definitely still want to do the Dolly Parton Stampede one. Is she there? I think it's called Dixie Stampede, maybe. She's no. not there, She's though. not there. She's okay. on screen. But anyways, I don't know. I could see us spending a little more time there. There's also beautiful things to do in the What's Ozarks. the... Is there? Is it called Table Rock? What's that Top, called? Table Rock is the lake, I think, that's yeah. right there. But Top of the Rock. Top of the Rock. Is one thing I want to do. But I didn't really put us up for that this time because I could look and see. But um, it's it's like riding golf carts through. You rent golf carts and you ride them through like several waterfalls. Like, oh, wow. Or, or several, through and around like seven or eight waterfalls. But yeah. I think it's kind of pricey. And anyways, I wouldn't mind doing it, but maybe on another trip. And Bentonville's pretty cool. They have the square mm-hmm. there, the first Walmart. It has a museum. Right. You can buy ice cream. Yeah. It's so, a cute little place. Yeah, it's a very cute little place. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do to bring in the new year. And to bring in your birthday. That's right. It's going to be Rebecca's birthday. Yep. Very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So we're going to celebrate that too. Yep. So well, a lot I, of cool things coming. Yes. I think this has been very informative. I think I need to go out and get some red underwear. Yep. I'm gonna have I already to... have it. Red underwear check. <laughs> we have some onions. We're going to have to put some onions outside the What door. do we need? We need a tree that we can plant. No, in a in water. Yeah, we need the tree first. Yeah. We're going to have to go to Home Depot and buy the tree. What are you going to put this in? I don't know. We have that little pond that has the fountain. We can do it there. Okay. It's not near as deep as the Russian one. I want to watch you get arrested while you're doing that. We're going to throw some plates at the neighbors we don't like. That's not the point. Oh, it's people you do like? Yeah. Oh, okay. It just seems bad. Well, we don't have any neighbors we like, so. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Not anymore, we don't. <laughs> we don't really have it. We need to buy some. Where can we buy some cheap china that we could throw at people's doors? The dollar store. People are really not going to know what we're doing, though. They're not. When we throw the We'll have plates. to leave a note that says, yes, this <laughs> Merry Christmas or Happy New Year from Denmark. Right. <laughs> from your Danish neighbors. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll just go around to people and just throw it from your Danish yeah. neighbors. They'll be trying to figure out They'll who your like, Danish neighbors Who's are. from Denmark? That's so cool. That is so funny. What else do we need? Um, we got the dark-haired guy. We got the red underwear. Yep. Um, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. We're going to be good. We're going to have... It's going to be a very lucky and great, prosperous 2022.
<laughs> what? That wouldn't be bad either. What? Anyways. Strike that from the record. Yeah. <laughs> well, we both wish that everyone has a great New Year. That's has right. a safe New Year's Eve. Right. Can enjoy it with their family and friends. Eat lots of dough balls to... Eat dough balls so your stomachs don't get slit open. From that lady. From the belly slitter. <laughs> wow. Yes, have a safe, prosperous New Year. We will see you in 2022. Looking forward to another season of Party Party Five and a Half. Are we good? I think so. Happy New Year. Party Party Five and a Half over and out. We'll see you next year. Thundering, thundering, louder than before. Clarinets of every size and trumpeters who improvise a full octave higher than the score.